Wow, this is crazy, y'all. Damn. Hot damn. Hot and crispy. I just took over this radio station. But y'all can hear me 26 years in the past. That's some fucking demographics that no other radio station can claim my past babies. I am Wolf the Dog, and you are listening to me 26 years ago. Live? On 694.2 PTBP, these radio waves may be broadcasting in the past, but I am always living in the present when it comes to y'all showering me with fan mail. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from Fire Lizard Games, who went above and beyond by tagging at Pretendin' Pod with a nice little message on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for the social media cross-pollination, y'all. They write, Fire Lizard Games, a Springfield Mo-based company, is running the second Kickstarter for a short novel titled Examination. It's written by an author that goes by the name Perry Hartree. It's a dystopian sci-fi suspense thriller with horror elements. The setting for examination served as the inspiration for the adventure module for Fire Lizard Games tabletop RPG called Base, a card PG. So if you like to do a little reading and you like sci-fi, suspense, horror, and back-a-tier starting at $2, head on over to firelizardgames.com or check out any of the social media pages to find direct links to the Kickstarter. Thank you, firelizardgames.com, a Springfield Mo-based company. Whenever I ask people to describe me, they often tell me that I, too, fill them with horror and suspense. You want to promote your next Kickstarter or shout out your gaming group or send you your wolfie a message of love and loyalty here on 694.2 talk about pretending to be people on the internet y'all at pretending pod on instagram and twitter a five-star review on itunes also totally works if you want to support the show financially instead of using your immense social clout throw us some bones over at patreon.com slash pretending pod in fact last week we announced our new patreon tiers so go check Check out the unveiled world of possibilities, where you can submit an NPC and location. Join us for Patreon-exclusive livestream hangouts, and even hop on Roll20 to play some Delta Green with the PTBP crew. Alright y'all, it's 26 years ago. We've arrived at Propos, not too slow because we know the flow, to come say hello to the cameo tempo. It's Dream Girl with Pretty sexual
The tops of trees, thick enough to obscure any view of what is below and covered in a layer of kudzu, seem to go on endlessly. Up and down, over hills and valleys, mountains and gorges, there is nothing but dense, verdant forest. A circular, calm lake finds itself somewhere in the midst of this lush wilderness, and in the middle of that lake, a small island, with less than a quarter mile from shore to shore. A long wooden dock on the north side of the island leads to a charming two-story boathouse with six well-kept cedar canoes tied up below the second-story apartment. If the island is the face of a clock, that dock is at high noon. There are six cute, cozy little cottages evenly dispersed along the shore of the island at one o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock, and eleven o'clock. Five of the six cottages are in pristine condition. The 11 o'clock place might be two, but it looks doubtful since the entire building is covered in a massive blue tarp. Surrounding each of these cottages is truly mastercraft landscaping. Stunningly gorgeous flowers in every shade and shape fill varied gardens and planters that somehow both overrun the terrain and complement it perfectly. Each cottage has a cobblestone walkway lined on either side by these lovely flower beds, and the walkways all make their way to the center of the island where a large, equally cute and cozy hexagonal building sits. <coughs> Burt break, y'all. There is a small welcome sign on the south side of this building right at 6 o'clock. Welcome to calm, comfy campgrounds. And then we go into this main building, this main large hexagonal building. And inside we find a room that is circular, the wall never ceasing and never creasing at any point. Even where the wall meets the ceiling and the floor, the angles are rounded off. There are six chairs in a half circle facing a single chair in front of them. Each chair has a bottle of water next to it, and standing around this room or sitting in these chairs are the four of you, along with two others. Let's go ahead and go around and describe these characters. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll start. My guy is uh, in a really nice white seersucker suit. A nice head of hair on him. He's, uh, he's It's slicked back and uh, nicely quaffed. He's got big, thick rim glasses on. And uh, he's handsome, and he uh, looks like he takes care of himself. And on his arm is his wife, Angela, who is a lively young woman with a thick mane of curly hair and a floral sundress with strappy leather sandals that go up above her ankles. And the two of them are in a corner of the room, standing and talking. Yeah. Well, hey there, Joe. Hey there, Zach. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we see Roger Fairfield and Angela Fairfield, a nice young married couple, right? Standing at six o'clock on this large island, this round island surrounded by Lake Calm. And you guys are walking up a cobblestone pathway up to a large hexagonal building ahead of you. You see everything the flowers 
just verdant gardens all around. Bushes and trees make up much of this place and through some of them on either side you can see these small cute little cottages tucked away in their own little areas. But ahead of you is this large hexagonal building. And you said we were walking up from six o'clock? Yes. So we started at the south side of the island. Got yes. It. And uh, Angela looks at you and she's kind of like bouncing back and forth between from cobblestone to cobblestone. And she's like, Raj, I just think this is going to be such a solid experience for you. Roger kind of stretches out. He's in a nice white seersucker suit. Uh, that's his leisure wear. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> And uh, he does a big stretch. Take in that uh, sweet lake air. And that that's, that's real nice, isn't it? It's beautiful. I'm so glad that we could just get away and really focus on, like, finding our emotions and really being able to communicate, right, Raj? I don't know about all that, but I'm happy to go along with whatever you think is going to help us. I think it's going to be great. And she like twirls out and spins and is really taking in. The sun is beating right down on you guys. And it is a gorgeous day here at calm, comfy campgrounds. But as she's spinning, her arms wide stretched, taking in all the vitamin D she can get. Jesus. (laughs) I'm the worst. Getting that D. (laughs) You notice that on her arm, on the inside of one of her arms, track marks that you have not noticed before. And she stops spinning, kind of like crumbles into herself and looks at you. She just kind of lurches toward you and throws her arms around your neck. And is like, this is going to be a perfect weekend to start our marriage off on the right foot kind of hesitantly but mindfully avoiding asking about those marks yes uh if you think it's gonna help us i i i'll I'll do what i can turning around you see the sign for calm comfy campgrounds and you walk up onto this large hexagonal building it's like made of wood almost like a like a rustic hunting house However, it seems more modern than that. It has certain amenities. And you would know Calm Comfy Campground is a luxury. So this is not just a cabin in the woods. (laughs) It's not. It's different than that. It's on an island that's on a lake that's in the woods. It's completely different. Gotcha. A cabin on the lake in the woods. (laughs) At the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> At the bottom of the ocean. The main building, this hexagonal building, is uh, similarly bestrewn with delightful flowers made of uh, many shades and shapes. And as you guys walk in, uh, the inside is equally rustic and elegant and modern. And there's a, a massive wooden chandelier hanging over the foyer. On the desk to your right is a bell with a sign that says, Please boop for assistance. And a vase with a single red rose. There's a little area back there with a chair, but it's currently empty. And then you notice on your left, there's a table with a coffee pot and a water cooler on either side of a bowl of fruit. Roger's going to walk over to that bell and see that sign. Huh. Don't mind if I do. And boop. And says boop as he rings. Says boop as he rings. (laughs) Of course you have to. (laughs) Go ahead and roll alertness. Oh boy, first roll. Or since you're listening for someone coming, roll search. Okay. 
Damn it. Uh, I fail. An 86 on a 60. He's Ooh, got a good search. Damn. I still fail. There's just silence. And you don't hear anything. But then now that taking up your aural connection in your brain is a slight little goop, goop, goop. You turn back around and there she is, Angela, with a flask in her hand, just like taking a quick pull. And she like puts it down and wipes her mouth. She's like, so coffee and water over here? I mean, that's fine. I assume they would have a bar, but. It's kind of early to be starting, isn't it? Angela, I don't. I don't know if we should be drinking before we start. Are we you know, not the work together? on vacation? Oh, you're right. I guess the work is something we could focus on at a sober time. That's fine. That's fine. That makes sense. And then she puts it back in her little clutch that she was carrying. Uh, you guys would have had luggage with you. I was just about to ask, have we been to our cottage yet? No, you have not. Okay. So are you carrying yeah. both suitcases? Yep. Okay. Once we once we get checked in, then maybe we can break out the flask. I just think that we should focus, you know, make, make sure our heads are clear when they give us instructions and things like that. She walks up to you slowly, puts her hand on your chest. I just knew that once we got here, you would be receptive and you'll make the best go of this possible. I love you. Lo- lo- love you too, Angie. That goes without saying. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get real weird together, aren't oh, we? Oh, <laughs> shit. Maybe. Oh, Joe, maybe. Oh, babe. <laughs> Thomas? My character is uh, off on his own. It's the circular room. There's no corners, but it looks like he somehow managed to like squeeze himself into a corner kind of space. You don't know how he's done it, but how has he done it? He's he's created like he is just projecting this air of like impenetrable personal space <laughs> around him, and he is uh, he has a pager in one hand, and he's looking down at it, and he's talking on a big old fashioned cell phone in the other hand, kind of quietly. He's wearing um, a nondescript CSU gray hoodie. Uh, jeans and sneakers and a baseball cap and sunglasses indoors. And you are having a difficult time hearing the person at the other end of your phone call as the service keeps cutting in and out. What did you say? What? I'm having a difficult time hearing you as the service keeps cutting in and out. That's fucking great. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Wow, that was realistic. Thomas. Zach. You ready? Yeah. Bradley Cooper is standing at six o'clock on the bottom of this island. The listeners can know, right? Yes. Okay. How about this? I should be. Bradley Cooper, a.k.a. Other way around. (laughs) Bradley Cooper, a.k.a. Just call me Martin Cupertino. Are you not also known as... So, Martin Cupertino, I'll use your real name. Yeah, I mean, like, if we're solo, just call me Martin. Okay, and then, yeah. And then anytime I have to interact with somebody, I'll lie. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I will, too, and I'll be really good at it. I'm sure I'll never slip up. So, Martin, you're standing at 6 o'clock on this island, and in front of you is a long cobblestone pathway leading to a large hexagonal building. This is the main main lodge for the calm comfy campground on either side of this cobblestone pathway are flower beds just filled with these beautiful flowers of all different shape and shade and on either side of you are just tons of bushes and trees and greenery it would be 
decently thick to have to walk through, but you can kind of see through on either side these beautiful little cozy cottages that are lined out evenly across the island on the shore of this circular island. Standing there, kind of looking around, you notice that kind of behind you, off to the side a little bit, there's a man, short, stout man, uh, in his later years, older guy. uh, He's got a thick white beard. He's wearing a dark navy beanie and a wool plaid shirt under olive corduroy overalls. And he is just staring out at the water. Martin uh, takes a deep breath. And does it smell? Does it smell good? It smells strange. It's uh, it's it's not a smell that you've smelled before. But with the sun shining down from directly above on you and this beautiful scenery, it makes the smell seem nice. Is there at least also a smell of nature around? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, he's he takes a deep breath and he's he inhales and he's not dissatisfied and he notes the guy behind him. He also, he doesn't take the time to stop and smell the flowers, but he does make uh, an interested note of them. Uh, but he just walks straight on to the uh, to the main cabin. Absolutely. And when you get up there, there is a sign in front of the building that says, Welcome to Calm, Comfy Campground. And when you walk, the main building that you're walking into is similarly bestrewn with all these delightful flowers of many shades and shapes. And when you walk in, the inside is similarly rustic and elegant. There's a massive wooden chandelier hanging over the foyer. And you see that there is a couple standing right in front of you, a young couple, the woman in a sundress and the man in a white seersucker suit. And they are holding each other in an embrace. I, uh, I lower my baseball cap down. I just, yeah, I, I kind of shrink into my hoodie, uh, make sure my sunglasses are on real well, and I, I walk by them, and I'm, I'm trying to find a check-in or something. Looking for a check-in immediately to your right, you notice that there is a desk with a bell uh, and a sign that says, please boop for assistance. Also on top of the desk is a vase with a single red rose in it. Martin is pretty pleased because his experience has brought him a moment where he can stop and smell this rose. Uh, (laughs) He says to himself, the shark who stops moving dies, but if he gets to where he's going, he might get to smell some blood. (laughs) He boops the bell and, uh, and waits. Joe. Hey. Roger hears the ding of the bell over at the desk. Pulling away from the embrace that you're in with Angela, you both turn and see... A man of normal height, uh, slight build. He's wearing a gray college uh, hoodie. He has a baseball cap on, pulled down low, big sunglasses, jeans, and sneakers. It should be noted that he does not look at you. Oh, really? You're just banging on the desk, looking at the desk? I just booped the bell once. Oh, Oh, hey! We got a uh, we got another uh, another uh, fellow uh, camper. Well, hello there. I'm uh, I'm Roger. This is my wife. Angie. I'm Angela. Hey, nice to meet you. He puts his hands in his pockets and nods. Nods. Hi. Hey. 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 hey there. Do you work here? No, I uh, I I booped that bell myself, and uh, nobody showed up. Yeah, we're waiting for the bellboy. <laughs> Because it's a bell. Is there a room in, like in the back or anything behind the desk? Like a door a bellboy might appear behind? There's a door behind the desk where a bellboy might appear. Okay, I go up to it and try to open it. 
Oh, yeah, it's unlocked. Okay, I head back wherever that is. Okay, yeah, you see that there is a young man in cowboy boots, blue jeans, a plaid pearl snap button-down bolo tie, and a white cowboy hat, and he's sitting on a recliner with his feet up watching a big screen TV. It's college football, and CSU is playing on the wall behind the TV. There's a bunch of, like, banners and logos and maybe a seat from the stadium uh, like a signed football and a big jersey i look down at my sweater my college sweater and i see that it says csu and i i walk over to him and I'm like hey is it ah! hi fellow fellow alumni oh csu hey how's it going go go team yeah i'm so sorry i didn't hear the bell what can i do for you sir i would like to check in uh so i think what this young couple behind me here Oh, yeah, so sorry, absolutely. And he grabs the remote and he mutes the TV and he pops up. I grab him by the shoulder and I I slip him 10 bucks, Mm -hmm. which is like better than 10 bucks 26 years ago. It is. Obviously, I need you to take care of me first. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You came and found me, so uh, yeah, you you get the prize. And then you guys walk back out and he gets to the desk and he gets behind it and hops on into this big folder that he has. I Like before you can walk up, even though you got there first and rang the bell, he positions himself right in front of the bellhop and like leans on the desk. I, uh, I pull in Angela a little tighter to me. You know what they say about the greasy wheel? Fine. I, I, I don't need to check in it right away. It gets the squeak. <laughs> 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 and then she jumps on top of you. Yeah. <laughs> bounce away. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, checking in. Um, Mart, Mart, um, Bra- uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, yes, Bradley Cooper, Mr. Which is not a famous name 26 years ago. No, it's absolutely not, Mr. Cooper. And you will be in Cottage 5. And he grabs a key <laughs> off the back wall and he hands it to you. And it's got one of those big, like, rubber. Key, what are those called? Keychains? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like one of the big keychain paddles, rubber things hanging off an old hotel key. Yeah. And it's got a key on the other side. And he's like, uh, so if it's a clock, you came from six o'clock and you'll be at five o'clock. Thank you. What was your name? My name is Leon. It's nice to meet you. Thank you, Leon. Uh, so if you will just... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fairly common name. <laughs> If you want to leave your luggage here, I will take it to your cottage for you. Please make your way into the meeting room for orientation. And he points to a door that is on his right. So straightforward if you would have walked in. He, he nod, I nod and, and walk into the orientation room. Fantastic. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. And you two must be the Fairfields. I extend a hand, a firm hand out. Oh, he grabs it and shakes right away. Yeah. Roger. Ro- uh, Roger Fairfield. Roger. Nice to meet this you. This is uh, Angie here. And Angela, Angela Fairfield. Nice to meet you both. Uh, you will be in cottage number nine. So like I said, if it's a clock, you came from six, you'll go to nine. And if you want to leave your bags here, I'll take them over to the cottage for you. Please make your way into the meeting room for orientation. That's the uh, the same room that, uh, that Brad- Bradley in front of us, right? That Yes, where he the came same from. door as Mr. Cooper. I'll, uh, I'll just I'll follow his lead. Gives you a nice smile and then comes around the desk to take your bags as you guys walk into the meeting room. Hey, do you... Uh, it looks like a, a load there. I could I could run those over to the cabin and then come oh, back. Oh, please, or? sir. It's far more important for you to get to the meeting room for orientation. I, I understand if you think you got it. I absolutely do. Thank you, sir. 
as you guys walk in, Angela is just like, see, you're just like, you're already just so open. I just want you to be like that with yourself. You want, you want me to be more of me to you to, to do me more, do yourself as much as possible. I, I will, I'll make it. I, I, if that's your first, uh, the nugget you've been able to crack here already. I, that's something and I can work watch. on. Walter Grimes is standing there, 16 years old, looking down at his shoes, very still. He's wearing a long sleeve Metallica t-shirt. Nothing else matters is printed on it. He stands at six feet tall. He's about 170 pounds, so thin, but buzzed hair, but very thick black hair. He's got a strong jawline, chiseled almost, uh, think a Schwarzenegger type jawline. (laughs) Um, He has eyes that look uh, like a husky. Oh. Those piercing light blue eyes. (laughs) Um, But those eyes are staring down at the floor. Standing right behind Walter is Alan, who is a lean man in his early 60s with Buddy Holly glasses and a charcoal suit. So we must have matching glasses, Joe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know my brother was here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Father. Uh, And (laughs) he, um, he keeps like tapping his fingers against his hand and he is looking at everyone nervously. Big boy. Sip it up. Sip it like a big boy, Luke. I enjoy this beer that is going to pass through my system. (laughs) Okay, so Walter Grimes, you are standing at, if the island is a clock, you're at six o'clock. I'm going to say this many, many times. Yeah, yeah. There's a cobblestone walkway leading up to a large hexagonal building that is the main building, and you see a sign on it in the distance. You can't quite make it out yet. All around you are trees and lush bushes, and on either side of the cobblestone walkway, there are flower beds filled with flowers, these gorgeous flowers of every shape and shade. And Alan looks at you. Walter, what are we here to do? I'm here to see if I'm a real boy. No, not just that. You know that you are a real boy. I am a real boy. Yes. You are a real boy. I am a real boy. You've already proven that to yourself in our many, many tests. This is to prove it to other people. Thank you for doing this for me. You are my greatest accomplishment. Thank you. I am so deeply proud of you. I am proud of you too, Father. I love you. Thank you. And you guys walk up this cobblestone path and you see a sign that says, Welcome to Calm Comfy Campground. I love alliteration. I do too. And I, I, that's just something that came about through nurture. Walter walks up to the sign and just kind of runs his fingers in the grooves of the letters and looks at his father. This feels nice. Thank you. All right, let's go check in. And he takes your 
both of your suitcases in his hands and he's walking up the steps and he opens up the door into a very both like rustic and elegant foyer there's a large wooden foyer foyer <laughs> oh god i keep burping foyer Burp. <laughs> i wish that i could burp father <laughs> One day, one day, we'll go up, and as you're standing in this foyer, he looks around, and he's like, so we will teach you how to do it. And there's a large wooden chandelier right above you, and to your right, there's a desk. Are we talking lights or candles? Lights. Lights. Sweet. Everything in here is super rustic and like old-looking, but, but modern. it's also very modern and looks like it was uh, quite a penny pretty. Quite a penny pretty was spent. A pretty penny was spent? No. (laughs) A penny pretty was spent? Yes. 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 And there's a desk with a little bell on it. And next to the bell, there's a sign that says, please boop for assistance. And there's a vase with a red rose in it. And to your left, there is a table with a coffee pot and a, a water cooler. And in between, there's a bowl of fruit. Walter looks at his dad and approaches the desk looking into his dad's eyes, places his hand over the bell and looks for some sort of acknowledgement. Alan raises his eyebrows. Ding, 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 ding. And Alan smiles when you first ring the bell, but as you continue to ring the bell, his smile starts to fade and he's like, Walter, Walter. Ding, 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 yes. That's probably good. Ding, 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 ding. Walter? Yes, Father? I think we're good on the bell. If they didn't oh. hear that, then I don't think they're close enough to hear it. Oh, that's okay. Uh, what, what should I do now? I think we just wait. And he grabs a cup and starts pouring himself some coffee. I stand at the desk. I put my head down like this and I... Like what? Audio medium. Uh, I put my head down, chin on chest, standing there completely still and ding 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 who's up next charles digby is also in his own kind of corner of the room so he can keep an eye on everybody kind of observe the situation charles digby is like six feet tall little above average average weight brown kind of like a little shaggy a little unkempt hair but still kind of combed over just nice enough to not attract any attention to himself brown eyes kind of scruffy facial hair he likes to uh keep it average has a like a button-up shirt kind of little messy undid not tucked in jeans some nice leather shoes and yeah he's just kind of uh what would you call it surveying the room kind of trying to get a feel for everybody there Love it. (laughs) Hey, Justin. (laughs) Hi. What's up, man? Nothing. How about you? I am very, very excited for our session tonight. And I'm also very, very excited to have you on the show with an actual... With an actual character <laughs> seat in front of you. I love an actual character. You gotta have an actual character, otherwise it's not less fun. <laughs> so I'll definitely remember your last name, Digby, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember the first name? Nope. 
And so <laughs> Charles Digby is standing at six o'clock on this island. If the island was a clock face, you're at six o'clock and leading in front of you is a cobblestone pathway up to a large hexagonal building that is both rustic and modern. It's made mostly of wood, but there's big glass windows all over it. And on either side of the cobblestone leading up to this building are these large flower beds filled with these gorgeous flowers that take over most of this island. However, on either side of the flower beds, you see a bunch of trees and bushes and a very active um, earth. Bio things. (laughs) (laughs) Fauna. (laughs) Yeah. Fauna and flora. Hell yeah, there's so much flora. No (laughs) flauna. You can see there's no dessert. There's no custardy dessert. No, there's not, unfortunately. (laughs) Maybe inside, maybe inside. So as you're walking up, you see in the distance through these trees, there's these cottages laid out at 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 9 Mm -hmm. o'clock, and 11 o'clock on this island. And through all this dense tree line and stuff, you can still see these cottages that are tucked away. And you notice with your keen investigative eyes, oh, oh, this is an automatic success because your alertness and your search, I'm guessing, are super fucking high. Yes. confirmation and so on top of cottage three which is immediately to your right as you're walking up to this large building you see down this long cobblestone pathway this cottage and on top of the roof of that cottage which is far in the distance but with your eagle eyes you see a young girl with pigtails on top and she's messing with some wiring hmm can i uh get a little closer take a look at that yeah sure my investigative nature would be like i gotta see what's going on yeah you'll have to get off the trail the path Mm -hmm. and go through some of the trees unless you want to go into this building and then around the side yeah let's do that yeah as you're walking through the brush you notice that she pulls out binoculars oh i'm familiar with these items (laughs) (laughs) And they are pointed directly at you. You're not so used to being on this side of binoculars. Yeah. I think I would uh, awkwardly wave to like acknowledge like, hi, can, I can see you seeing me. Just like, like a kind of an awkward like raise of the hand. Immediately she dips back behind this like roof area and is out of sight. Okay. I think I'd, I think I'd maybe still keep walking towards that way. Or would this be weird? Would I, would I know not to? You wouldn't know anything. Okay. Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I will investigate. That's what, that's what I do, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As you're walking closer and closer, mm-hmm. you see this little girl take off running from behind cottage three, and she's running along the shoreline of the lake toward cottage number one. I will kind of like hurriedly follow. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Like trying to get her attention, see if she responds at all. She does not turn back and she continues to run toward the cottage. And you see she goes around the back of the cottage 
and disappears. I'm going to, with a hurried little pep in my step, hurry towards it just to be like, what's what's going on here? Yeah. So moving through all these trees and branches and brambles, you make your way into a small clearing where this cottage is. And it's really cute. And there's a nice little front door and a window in front and windows on the sides. And you see some movement through one of the side windows. And you think it's basically the rough outline of a, a small person. Can I look through the windows without it being like creepy? <laughs> that is entirely up to the people who watch you creep them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and do a little like like how I would do like some kind of like uh, stealthy search maneuvers. Creep up to the window and be able to like peek. Roll alertness. Stealthily. Actually, first roll stealth. Sorry. I haven't rolled with a character in so so very long. Uh, yeah, this is is this the first one in the one shot for the Patreon. Oh yeah. But yeah, this is the first like this character isn't just hastily put Woo! together. <laughs> Justin party time. <laughs> party time for Justin with pretending people. Couldn't remember the pretending name of the show. Yeah. PP <laughs> PP people. <laughs> Fuck. I pass 65 on a 70. Okay, so looking through this window, you see that there is this young girl with pigtails, and she is wearing overalls with a little striped shirt underneath the overalls. And she is sitting at the kitchen counter and eating a sandwich. And then walking in from the other room is an average build man. He looks to be in his late 30s, but his eyes have aged and his hair has grayed like someone who is in the war or went through some sort of traumatic experience. He's wearing a white dress shirt, gray slacks, and black shoes. And he walks over, pours a glass of milk, and slides it over to the girl, who then drinks it. Okay, I feel like... A fucking creep? I feel like a creep, number one. (laughs) But I feel like I would, like, try to dip out this point because it looks like that's probably her dad or something yeah i think at this point i'd be like oh i shouldn't be doing this like (laughs) like, uh uh-oh uh-oh should i stealth it again nope it'll count so you already rolled a successful stealth to get up to that spot so you know exactly how to get out of this spot yeah i will duck out to be like okay time to stop being a creep (laughs) (laughs) so now the question you're at one o'clock do you want to enter the main building from that side of the island or do you want to go all the way back around is there a reason we were going to the main building? There was just, that was where you were, and there was a sign on that side of the building that said, Welcome to Calm Comfy Campground, and oh. you see no such sign from this side. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the main building. Okay, so you walk back through all this brush and all these trees and bushes, and I need you to roll an alertness check for me. Uh, crit success, 22 on a 70. Crit success? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So My first ever crit success. (laughs) (laughs) As you're walking, your foot, your toe cap hits a wire, and it lifts up off the ground as you step. And immediately your eyes follow this wire to a tree, and then looking about 12 feet up the tree, you see the small lens of a camera that's poking out from a knot in this tree. What the fuck? Can I investigate it? Yeah, what do you want to do? How, how high up did you say it like was? Like 12 feet. I'm going to try and like clamber up it a little bit. Yeah, to... roll survival or athletics to climb up this tree. 
Because sometimes climbing a tree is for your survival. I'll do athletics because I ain't got no survival. <laughs> I'm from the city, man. <laughs> What's your athletics? Uh, 50. All right, roll it up. Huh. Hard fail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so trying to get up this tree, you realize that there aren't any branches low enough and there's no like grips on this tree that are in the direct area to begin a climb, so you can't even get off the ground. I think I'll just leave it alone for now because I I would assume it's for some kind of security or something and I don't want to like knock it out with a rock or anything. So I would, I'm just going to like be like, okay, that's weird. Maybe I'll come back here later. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So when you walk back around to the front of this large building, you see that sign and there are two double doors on a porch, a couple steps up to a porch and then the double doors going in. I go ahead and enter. Upon entrance, you see this beautiful, uh, rustic and elegant lobby with a large wooden chandelier hanging above you. To your right, there is a young boy and to your left, there is an old man and I'll bring Luke into the building. Which one do you think he is? The young boy. Yeah. <laughs> God, for the voice's sake, I hope it's a young boy and not his creepy old man voice. <laughs> is it anything like pee-poop puby? So at that exact moment, the recording cut out and uh, we, we ran out of space on that hard drive perfectly timed because uh, Luke and Justin went on with that voice for a while. It was good though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got just enough time to really get into it and now I'm changing my voice. <laughs> Jesus. So, Charles Digby, you walk into this foyer, look Thank up, you. see everything that you saw. You see this kid on your right who is just incessantly ringing a bell that is on the desk. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, this older man is like, Walter. And then they both turn back and look at you. Keep in mind, I'm a 16-year-old. <laughs> I, I thought you were like nine years old. No, I'm not a, I'm not a child, but I am a, I'm a child. Have you seen a 16-year-old recently? They, they look like nine-year-olds. Yeah. If you're 16 and listening to this, tell your parents so that they can take your phone away. <laughs> tell your parents so that they can get on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell them. Steal your parents' money. I there it is. I can't listen to this until you give me $100 a month. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the older man walks up to you and is like, hello there, sir. My name is Alan. I'm Charles Digby. Charles Digby. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Alan. And uh, is this your... That's my boy. Hello. Nice to meet you. And I like outreach the hand kind of awkwardly. I don't know how to treat teenagers. I look at his hand. I'm like, thank you. I put the hand back in the pocket really awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, we've been uh, we've been trying to summon some I reach sort my, of I reach boy. my hand out now as well. I reach my hand back out. I, I firmly try to grasp your hand. I like brush your hand a little bit and then immediately withdraw it. Roll human. <laughs> okay. Wait, really? Yeah. Where'd my dice go? God damn it. It's Luke. the two tens. Shut, the shut one, your The one we usually one. roll. <laughs> I'm a special guest on this I'm show. A special Not anymore. guest on this show. <laughs> oh, boy. I quit. <laughs> you should. I quit. Me too. Oh, I failed. Okay. Pretty badly, too. Shut <laughs> Can I sit by a different person? 
<laughs> Eventually. <laughs> we're we're still waiting on the bellboy there. Uh, it's been some ding, time, but uh, he's not there. Yes, uh, Walter, that's probably good on the bell. Yes. Alan uh, walks over to the desk. Hello? Hello? I'm going to also walk up to the desk and kind of like looking around, see if anyone's about. Yeah, roll search for me. Oh, no, that's bad. I failed. <laughs> you hear Wait, no- that's a 96. That's fine. No, we decided that it's the opposite of 69. So oh, it's, it's a, a critical fail. It's the worst crit fail you can have. <laughs> oh, no. Ass Remember? to back of neck? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Help. No, you're good. So <laughs> you are just staring at this bell. And you are not paying attention to... Your mind is just racing for all sorts of different things. You're going back into some of your memories and not really paying attention. Then you snap out of it and you realize that, oh shit, I was I was going to try to check in. But at that moment, the, the back door right behind the desk opens. And a young man uh, wearing cowboy boots, blue jeans, a plaid pearl snap button down, bolo tie, and a white cowboy hat comes out of that door behind the desk. And you can hear a college football game, either on a TV or on the radio in the room he came out of. He's like, oh, hey there. Welcome to Calm Comfy Campground. Let's see. We've got Charles Digby, I presume. Mm -hmm. And you guys must be the Grimes. Is that right? Yes. Okay, absolutely. So let's see. Charles, I've got number seven for you. And he hands you a key with a big rubber keychain on it that says Calm Comfy Campground. And it's got a big number seven on it. And then he looks at Walter and Alan. And he's like, and you two are in cottage number three. I take it and I rub my finger over the number six, right? Five. Five. Three. Three. <laughs> it's like a backwards five. I take it and I rub my finger over the number five. Three. I'm just Fuck. You said too many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> number three. I take it and I rub <laughs> my finger over the number three. Do you take it, sir? Yes. Do you take the key? I take it. I'm rubbing over the number three, and then I stop, and I give it to my father. And I will take your things to each of your cottages. If you would all please make your way into the meeting room right there for orientation. And he points at a door just over to the side. I immediately start heading that way. As does Alan. I do, too. I'm following kind of behind a little bit, though. And then we go into this main building, this main large hexagonal building. And inside we find a room that is circular, the wall never ceasing and never creasing at any point. Even where the wall meets the ceiling and the floor, the angles are rounded off. There are six chairs in a half circle facing a single chair in front of them. Each chair has a bottle of water next to it, and standing around this room or sitting in these chairs are the four of you, along with two others. And the door opens, and a man of a man of average build walks into the room. He looks to be in his late thirties, but his eyes have aged, and his hair is grayed like someone who is in the war or has gone through some sort of traumatic experience. He's wearing a white dress shirt. He's so seen some shit. Who's in the war? He lo- yeah, just anyone. 
Just he like any one of war. them. Any war. <laughs> he might have fucked with the war. There's a chance that he would have been in. I saw some shit in the hey, war. Are you in the war? <laughs> I'm still fighting it, bro. <laughs> He's wearing a white dress shirt, gray slacks, and black shoes. Hello, everyone. My name is James, and I am the executive director here at Calm Comfy Campground. Thank you.